All right, y'all, what's up? Welcome back to Faded Truth. Before you do anything, hit that subscribe button. And today I have a lovely female entrepreneur on the show. I'm so excited to have her here. We got Stephanie from Nug Jewels in the house. How you feeling? I'm good. <laughs> I'm good. I just got this puppy lit. Right. First pull's the best. <laughs> so I appreciate you being here. We met at um, Las Vegas Cannabis Awards. We did. Right. And that was my first cannabis event in Vegas, pretty much, like, besides the Chamber of Cannabis. But, wow, okay. Um, so that was great because I did a lot of networking there. But we basically just linked up on the map, which I like. I like to see people move, like how I move on the East Coast. Like, oh, you want to do something? Great. Let's lock it let's in go. now. Let's do it. Great. Let's put it in we now. We booked a date and, you know, we got I think here we switched we it one day, but one day over. Yeah. I had a women girl yesterday. We so. made it. Yeah. We're here <laughs> and um, we're here. Yeah. We how was your day. expo today? Today, um, we walked around champs handing out business cards and had a blast. I was on a little, little scooter and <laughs> toured it all around. Like, my little mm. pen. Everyone's vaping Want to see my nugs? <laughs> <laughs> You're handing out stickers. Yeah, hashtag show us your nugs. Um, uh, unfortunately, though, Instagram has banned my, hash, my hashtag. Really? Oh, I hate them. They just shadow ban everything. You can't even find cannabis anything cannabis tags anymore you gotta no. put the full thing in yeah i mean you would think like now that it's getting more accepted that it would just like they'd be like fuck it like we have ass all over the fucking social media people twerking people fucking shooting guns but we can't have weed which is a plant mm -hmm. so that just goes into agricultural racism <laughs> okay yeah. so um <coughs> basically so owner of nug jewels which mm -hmm. is a Cannabis jewelry brand. What, how, do yeah, you, I guess how do you introduce there's it? There's not a whole heck of a lot of them <laughs> out there. Um, so we're, we've got our, a niche for sure. Um, I'm, I guess, yeah, cannabis jewelry. Okay, so you. It's made of, of hemp. Um, it's done after the RSO process. So. Can you after. explain the Rick Simpson oil thing? Is that RSO? That is RSO. Okay. So the way that the process is made, they use alcohol. And I'm not really sure. I'm not an expert in that. That's not what I do. Um, but I have teamed up with a farm who does make RSO uh, tablets. And they, after the process, there's expelled plant material. So I take that plant material and then put it in, make something creative with it, instead of it being compost or waste. Okay. And this can be any part of the plant? Yeah. Okay, because you said it's hemp, so it's... I'm still confused with, like, how hemp and... Hemp is part of the cannabis plant? Well, can, the cannabis plant, and but it's the hemp side of things, so it, there's no THC in the plant to begin with. Okay. So my products don't have any THC. There's no THC harmed. None was wasted. Let's get that out of the way first. <laughs> I like, would never, ever, I ever do this? that. Exactly. <laughs> no, so don't smoke your um, nugs, at least not from Nug Jewels. Um, but, yeah, no, it's... We've been having fun making them for a couple of years now, and yeah. okay. So I want to start from the beginning. You grew up in Wisconsin. Yes. Okay. What's like a stigma about the Midwest that people have that's completely untrue? Because I'm from Jersey, so for me, when I hear like Wisconsin, I'm like cheese. And There's a whole heck of a lot right? of cheese there. Because it was there, like so... always the cheese thing on the map when you were little. Mm -hmm. <laughs> That's what I was known so for. So when you when you roll in I ninety four coming in from Chicago to like Racine Kenosha, there is a cheese factory right off the side. So like anytime, you know, people from Illinois they would say, "Oh, we're going up north through Wisconsin," you know, going to get some cheese, and it's like really just 
right over the border. <laughs> I'm going to Wisconsin again. Wisconsin, <laughs> Wisconsin. Uh, you know how many people today asked me from where I where I was from? And usually people will say, "Oh, are you are you Canadian? Canadian? Eh? Yeah. Okay. So growing up there, how was that? You know what? Um, I went to a very religious school uh, growing up, K through uh, eighth grade. Um, so, uh, Catholic you know, I was, or um, Lutheran. Okay. So yeah, I was. Were you the bad kid in school? Yeah. Yeah. yeah I, I I wouldn't I wouldn't say it was any trouble, but um, my mom was a single mom with three different you know kids with three different fathers, and we went to a private school where everybody knew everybody's business and. Damn. My grandparents went to that school. My grandma went, you know what I mean? Like, it was like a generational thing. So my mom was kind of like, I guess, the bad apple of the family. So that's me. Me and my brother and sister are all different dads. And I went to a a Christian high school. Did you catch any slack or stigma? I mean, um, well, I I actually went to the Christian high school because my my, my brother actually died of overdose. Oh, my goodness. I'm so sorry to hear that. It's okay. Um, I'll switch with you. And uh, my sister, she had five kids with all different dads. So my mom was like, we're definitely not sending you to this school that everyone else goes to. <laughs> like, something's wrong with it. So they put me in Christian school thinking like, okay, you know, it'll be different. But like, I ended up being the bad kid in the school because I'm the only one that smoked <coughs> weed. So mind you, like my mom doesn't know I smoke weed yet. My dad does. He didn't care. They were separated. So um, I get like a call home because I got suspended for, um, they caught me smoking weed at prom with like 10 other kids. And, right. So we all couldn't walk at graduation. Like they all had to sit down. Mind you, there's like 20 kids in Catholic Christian school. So it's like half the class is just sitting there like, and then they're like having a fucking spiel on drugs. And I'm like, Oh, fuck you guys. Like, yep. give me my diploma. Yep. Dare <laughs> program out. was, was real big back when, um, we were in elementary school and we called it the, uh, my, my parents, red on your parents. What is it? Red on your parents program. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. I know what that is. Oh, okay, Timmy. <laughs> yeah, I didn't. I don't feel like I had any stigma. I think my my whole life I kind of felt a little. Um... So sorry. <clears throat> You're good. Good thing we're not. You don't want this. You just get in contact. <laughs> well, yeah. I was like, I just do it. No, we're good. We got we got we got a bunch. It's never ending. Take a puff. Take the ashtray with you. The, uh, you can take that hand over there. Yeah. I'm going to turn my, my phone on silent here. All right. Mm. So I think, like, growing up, because I grew up in, like, you know, we were broke, yeah. all different uh, races in my family. So it was kind of like we had to find where we were accepted, what cities, you know, but mm-hmm. we always moved around a lot. And, uh, I felt like I had that stigma like mm-hmm. over me. So when I like was smoking weed, I'm like, oh, I could be fucking shooting heroin or smoking crack. Like I see everyone else doing, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? So for me, it wasn't like I never felt any type of way. Mm-hmm. I just knew I kind of felt in that middle ground of like, <laughs> you know, when, when people talk about opiates, it's a huge, like, uh, just, I don't know it was the word is for it, but. My mother was a opiate um, addicted. Addicted, uh, she had an addiction, I should say. She, um, but it was okay because it was prescribed from a doctor. Mm-hmm. And you know, I was 18, 19, 20 years old, telling my mother that she shouldn't go to that doctor. You know, ultimately, um, she passed away. Um, 
So I'm sorry. Yeah, from pres prescription medications. So I am a pain patient myself. I had back surgery two, well, almost going on two years ago, and nothing, no opiates, no prescriptions. They tried to give me Percocet. They tried to give me, you know, like afterwards. No, I don't want it. Really? So you did the whole two surgeries with no pain pills. When I was 15, I had my first surgery, and that, of course, was was that under was the ATV accident. Yeah, and then um, when. Uh, I had my sec second surgery just this last 2019, which is how I started Nug Jules, you know. You're so high already? <laughs> We've been smoking all day. He's <laughs> like, which way do I pass it? <laughs> I don't even know. Which way does this go? <laughs> this way? I'm good on this one. I think okay. I keep that. Um, so yeah, what were we talking back about? Circle back. Okay. So I want to bring it back. So you had the ac uh, accident at 15. Yeah. I was like, ATV. I was like 12, 12. And then I had were, a surgery. Were you like a 15. tomboy? Were you like ride it? Like... No, I was on there with my dad. Okay. Yeah. Cause I love and ATVs, any type like dirt bikes and shit, you know? And I always think like people really can get hurt off these things. Yeah. So it flipped. You get, you need surgery at that young. Mm -hmm. And so you've had chronic pain your whole life pretty yeah. much. Yeah. Okay, and so what What age did you start using THC for pain? I would say probably 18. Okay, and so did I've your smoked. parents, like, know that you were smoking, or did they care? I caught a little bit of slack. Oh, you're, you know, doing drugs from your mom, my mom, or whatever. Um, but my dad and I really didn't talk about it, so it wasn't discussed. Just something I did. Right. Yeah. Okay, so... <clears throat> but at that time, I was still taking prescriptions as well. So I think about 20, 21 was kind of like where I was kind of seeing how my mom was falling into it. And it wasn't something that I wanted to, realizing that that's an issue, you know. Mm -hmm. And they've done studies that addiction, you know, can be very, well, genetic. Oh, yeah. So I just, I just smoke weed. Um, I don't drink any alcohol. Okay, so you're just a stoner. Yeah. <laughs> Any psychedelics? Um, I will do a little mushrooms every now and then, but yeah. I got some chocolates in the not, fridge. We want to get crazy. <laughs> <laughs> then let's some go. Point five. Huh? Right. <laughs> yeah, mm -hmm. I just started messing around with the microdosing because it actually works really well for pain. Pain and depression. So if I am feeling uh, down or my serotonin levels, I feel like I can. You can sense it. You know, one day you're just sad. And right. You just. Yeah, so I've I've noticed that it does help with, with kind of evening things out. Right. Yeah. yeah, I can't take. I haven't gone full, full in yet to where I'm I like don't. hallucinating because I'm scared. But I like I like the feeling that euphoric feeling on like a point three or a point five, and right. then I'm like, okay, cool. Right. <laughs> well, I did do a once a, a dose, and I, I fall asleep. Mm, me too. I fall asleep every I'm time asleep I like take two them. hours later. Yeah, and then I wake up and I'm tripping my balls <laughs> off, and I'm looking at the wall and I'm seeing colors, and it would look like a bowl of spaghetti, like brain spaghetti, with all these different colors. It was pretty wow. trippy. Yeah. So I never that's saw the something. only really weird thing that happened. And then I just remembered, like, oh shit, can I turn this shit off? <laughs> <laughs> right, you can. That's the oh, worst. You can't just ride it out, baby. Ride it out. <laughs> okay, so. 
your mom had the opioid addiction, so obviously you turn that over into kind of plant over pills. Yeah, which absolutely, is like, 100%. Yeah, so that's something I discovered when I started the podcast was the plants over pills movement. And um, I had a guy on here, Sober Junkie. Okay. You heard of him? Uh-uh. He's an artist out here, but he uh, overdosed off heroin like eight times, lived, and he came clean with cannabis. And so I've learned that um, people that have really serious addictions, they can use cannabis to really become sober, which is the craziest thing you would think because it was such a drug, you know? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. But I feel like it's just such a healing plant. It, it, it blows my mind that it's still classified, you know, on the same level as, as heroin. When people or... are giving it to their kids for seizures right. and all this stuff, you're still classifying. Like, it makes no sense. You know, I, I left Wisconsin after being there for 30-some years because of their rules on cannabis after my mother passed away i was just like you know there's nothing really here for me i have my brothers who unfortunately one of them or both of them face their own addiction issues whether it's heroin or alcohol or both you know so yeah. it was just like it was just this, i didn't want to be around around the they're grown guys i can't force them to do mm -hmm. anything and, and so I was like, you know what, I'm going to go and move and be close to my dad's side of the family. I have an aunt and a cousin here, and the cousin's like, they just, you know, got medical cards. And my Facebook memory popped up from, you know, a decade ago saying Arizona just, Arizona just legal, or legal, you know, approved medical cards. And I was like, oh, I'm moving there, you know, and then to be here, you know, be there is... is so real sometimes now we're talking about like moving states to get that that Access treatment to, that you need yep. and that's so crazy because i've heard of families moving mm -hmm. cross borders because, because their I, kids I couldn't, couldn't get the function anymore it was getting to the point where my i just couldn't deal and the access to quality medicine out there is almost obsolete i mean i, I was okay because i knew somebody right who got it shipped in you know which is crazy you think about it you know like go to jail for so long for but it's nice helping to a pain patient stay mm -hmm. off of opiates well it, the government just so wants you wants everyone to die early like that's just facts like that's why pain pills are prescribed you know right. to fuck they dry you out up. your colon and they fuck dry out your, your liver and, yeah. yeah so and people when you tell them like oh you might be able to heal, heal yourself with something natural or a plant they're like oh my god yeah what like, you're a think... witch doctor like what yeah. the fuck and i'm like <laughs> exactly or, the, or the, why know. wouldn't you want to research how or you like why would yourself? i do why would i do that drug <laughs> yeah um do weed someone asked me that too they're do like you do, weed? do you do weed <laughs> do you shoot up weed <laughs> um yeah someone has the syringe the distillate syringe do you shoot up your weed like somebody what? had one of those it was a syringe with weed yeah. in it i was like that's too much for me and, you know it, you had it we have one in the car <laughs> <laughs> okay, so you also were bud tending. Yeah. So when were you bud tending? In Arizona? In Arizona, yeah. Okay. Um, and then you quit that to start creating cannabis art. Well, I was creating it while I was working there. Okay. And people would ask me while I'm wearing it, and my coworkers would be wearing it, and everyone was like, dude, that's so cool. Can I touch it? <laughs> <laughs> this is pre-COVID, you know. So I have like, and then you know, your necklace hangs kind of like right, you know, right here. Everyone's just touching and everyone's your like trying to grab my boot. I'm like, wait, 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 wait. <laughs> so that's where we came up with hashtag Show Us Your Nugs. You know, the IG thing that got deleted. 
Because I was like, no, I'll show it to you. Hold on. Let me pick it up. Right. Because people have grab it. People try to sniff it. Like, can you imagine wearing... <laughs> I just feel like I would be like, all day. Like, <laughs> so, um, it was, you know, it was a joke at first. And then I started using it as a, as a hashtag. And it kind of kind of caught on. Um, and I have uh, stickers um, and T-shirts. You can see on uh, her T-shirt, she's got the... So you make this all yourself? We did the branding all of ourselves. It's basically little crumbs of nugs and they get molded into what it is there so we got bracelets i like this is the hematite one right that is okay because i know you said you're learning about crystals mm -hmm. right i am I've become a lot uh more spiritual since i've been like in the southeast america i guess that's great me too southwest moving to vegas was like the most life like changing thing for me because I think so differently than I did when I moved here. I mean, I think differently than I did a year ago. Like 100. my elevation has been crazy. 2020 was really it for me. I was like, okay, I'm open. I'm gonna just see where I go. Right. <laughs> you know, and it's just right. been great. It's like I love my life. Well, and you know, I started this in 2019, and that's when I had my surgery. Right. I started making them just to make a few extra bucks because I was gonna be off of work. They just stopped short-term disability. Um, so I just started making them, cranking them out, and selling them at work. And managers would kind of get a little crappy about it, but I was meeting people in the parking lot after work, and police pulled up and asked me what I was selling in the parking lot <laughs> at a dispensary after hours. <laughs> um, and this was only medical then, you know. And so, you know, I'd show them, and you know, we laughed. But yeah, I thought they were gonna catch somebody. Right. So we got, so I got this at the, tell me what's in here. In that the, is, um, the, the dark green is the unprocessed, so it's not bleached or dyed. It's naturally how it comes out, out of the RSO process. I mixed a little gold fleck in there, and then it's um, resin. Wow. And then around it, there is um, those agate. And then I got this one too, what's in here? Purple, is it, did you dye it? Yeah, that's dyed yeah. purple. And then um, I have another artist who I've tried to wire wrap. I'm not going to take credit for her work. <laughs> I had to hire someone because she did the wire wrapping for me. And another artist, her name is Jim Stone. So she comes in and helps me uh, nice. make some rings and earrings occasionally and different kind of styled necklaces. So what's your vision for like, what's something that you want to create in jewelry wise with the plant that you haven't made yet you know what i don't even know how to answer that because i have to reel myself back in every day <laughs> um, because there's so much going on there's so much possibility there's endless possibilities you know i started doing the, the gummy bear teddy bears and then somebody wanted oh yeah i was koala looking at bears. this koala it's a little rasta you know and then you know there's the skulls and then people want Panda bears. And what is like want... the weirdest request someone said where you're just like, who the fuck do you think I am? Like, <laughs> um, I have uh, little diamonds and I'll make it on a necklace, right? Why in a set on one of my molds, I got a huge diamond and I made it up and with my extras and I had it on the table and I was on live one day and I flashed it and I'm like, this is just so big. It's ridiculous. You know what I mean? 
I had somebody on my live said, how much for you to turn that into a pendant? And ship it to me. And I was like, I don't know. 50 bucks? He said, sold. So I was like, okay. <laughs> so I started making a few of those really large, obnoxious, I don't know, who's that? I'm trying to think of that guy. What's his name? The clock guy. Flavor Flav. Flavor Flav. Yeah, so, you know, kind of like one of those, but it's just a big freaking weed diamond. Like, it's, it's... Nice. It's about yay big, so three inches. I might need one of those. So it's just, so, it's ridiculous. My chiropractor the other day, he was like, I like your giant weed leaf. I'm like, this isn't giant. This <laughs> is <laughs> just, it's mini. <laughs> yep. Okay, so... I mean, I love it. I think it's awesome the things that people are doing with cannabis because it's like, I mean, come on. We got weed jewelry now. Well, like, it's it, amazing. You know, I wanted to show too, like, just to say, like, this is helping change the stigma because it's beautiful. You know what I mean? And you make it into something beautiful and it's not such an ugly drug, you know? Right. That's what we're trying to do is break the stigma. Absolutely. So, I mean, I feel like... The way that I can help is just by educating and bringing people on that are really doing something different to, like, really make you think, like, wow, I didn't know, like, you know what I mean? I like how people can always learn something, so I appreciate it. Um, and you're a female entrepreneur, mm -hmm. so how do you, do you think that there's been, like, certain obstacles you've had to face being a female in business? Because I know for me, it's a fucking Absolutely. roller coaster. Um, and if I go into a smoke shop, sometimes I have difficulty breaking through to culture barriers like where they maybe don't respect women in their culture as much as we do you know right so they don't have that respect so i've been walked into smoke shops and basically where's your husband well everyone always thinks i'm indian so if you need <laughs> if you need a smokes girl i got you <laughs> The motherfuckers right in their place. <laughs> <laughs> my Look, I got my I love bitch it. has some good shit. Right. Line it up. But no, we have we have come into issues with oh, this is a new company, or you're you know You're trying to sell the products in stores. Yeah, I've been going right. we've been going out to smoke shops and using um our networking we've got a huge network of folks out in Phoenix that we do events with, so you said you're in all 50 states and five countries. Yes. Okay. How how did this happen? Like, are you in random shops? Are people selling them for you too? Like consultants? Both. Yes. Or yeah. So I have um, representatives like on the East Coast in Massachusetts. Um, for the last couple of years, he was buying them at a low rate and using them as gifts for giveaways on his social media. So people would tune in and everyone just wanted them, you know? Who wouldn't want a free nut joke? <laughs> you know what I mean? So they're participating in his, and it helped him build up his channel and he was just literally buying them to give them away. And so we kept track of what states that he sent them to and along with my online sales and the smoke shops and uh, I'm in a, Grow Center in Springfield, Illinois. Shout out to Springfield. <laughs> yeah. So if you're out in Springfield, Illinois, you can get nut jewels there at 
at KC Creations. <laughs> I feel like these, I just feel like these should be everywhere. Cause they like, can't be. you just see them like hanging at the front, like in, in your the, car, like you know, in the CVS thing, you know, where yeah. you can pick everything up at the, that's literally like everyone like, would just pull them. Welcome All to day. Vegas. Little, little metal clip on there. Yeah. Telling you marketing. Yeah. Throw Absolutely. it up there. So w along with him. And then I have another guy in California where he kind of heard my story. Um, you know, I did have back surgery then and it was my second one. They tried to remove some scar tissue and they nicked my nerve. Mm. Um, I don't know what's better before my surgery or after my surgery as far as like pain level goes, but this sometimes it feels like Satan himself is shooting electricity through my feet from the nerve damage. Oof. So I have no little to no feeling on the right side of my body. Okay. So that's how I got started on really pushing this because I couldn't butt ten anymore. Right. And so to keep yourself from kind of going into a dark space, you put your mind somewhere? Like, did that help? Well, I, I started becoming, like I said, more, a little bit more spiritual. And I really believe that, like, energy goes where your energy is flowed. You know, you put everything into being creative, whether it's this or picking up a paintbrush or, you know, even the art of shooting a gun, you know. It, yeah. Per target practice. You know, you have to do something to expel um, energies from your body if you hold it in I think that that's where it gets dark so let it out right. one way or another find an outlet and this was mine what's crazy is I can't do my artwork unless I am in like one of the greatest moods so I don't pour any epoxy unless I feel like in a certain place okay and so there's I call it that vibe you know so you have to be vibing to make it. Absolutely. It, you, I want to pass on that, that energy. good energy. Yeah. Right. Absolutely. Go ahead. I never believed in it until I moved here. No. So. And that's what's brought me here, too, like in the mountains. There's something to do with like the mountains or being, like I said, out in this, this way that kind of soothes your soul a little bit. Yeah. So I've been, I just do everything to keep my energy clean and like just try and stay on my path and because I feel like growing up with like in a traumatic household like that <coughs> like you're just built differently right so you can't like teach people how to like grind and hustle and take care of themselves but like when you're a survivor like that's all you know how to do so mm -hmm. you're literally constantly living like that for like your whole life mm -hmm. you know so I'm about to be 32 and I've been living like I'm gonna die every day you know what I mean since I was like probably like 27 28 before heavy. I like you know so heavy. now I'm like getting back into spirituality now I started recognizing like my own things I had to overcome or let go of in order to move forward because they were holding me back and so I'm like so happy for the transition because people on the west coast are way more open to like anything like when I saw the crystal shops and all that shit I was like what the fuck these psychics fucking out here like scamming people you know like some of them yeah right but i was just like oh hell no like i would never you know and now i'm like going to reiki fucking healings and shit <laughs> <laughs> and i'm like oh i feel your energy it's amazing <laughs> one thing about my jewelry is that i have people from all walks of life who wear it all walks of Jewelry's life universal right from you know cannabis is universal it's the one thing that, like, I don't know. When I was going back to that guy who was giving away my stuff when they'd win, then they, when they got their prize in the mail, the, the joy. And there was so much crap 
and just bullshit in 2020. So to see people react in such a positive way, that was satisfying enough. You know right. what I mean? Like, that's what filled. That's what fueled the fire. That's what filled the soul. That's because that's your passion and something that you're happy about. Like, I love, like, I love to bring people joy. You know? Right. Yeah. I'm Especially over something I made, love. you know? Right. And it's your own, like, but that's the thing. Like, it's like your own shit. Like, this is my shit. Yeah. <laughs> And it like, made you happy. And shit. it made you happy. <laughs> right. Yay, and then sold know? it to you and made money off of something I love doing. Yeah. Like, that's what everyone says. Find what you love to do and then find a way to profit off of it. And then you'll never work a day in your life because it's like you're working constantly, you know? Because I constantly. constantly. It's like. Because you would think, like, you think about it when you work a normal job, it's like a nine to five, you have off weekends, whatever, right? So you know your schedule. But when you're an entrepreneur, it's literally something new every day. And. You're always working because you're always trying to build your brand and forward yourself. I wake up to you know, social media, like I said, is a big plays a big part in, into my business. I do have a backup page with I drop the Z, so if you look it up, Nug Jewel, that's the other one. Okay. Just in case they were to happen to delete me because I've yeah, been threatened. So, um, so now I'm just going to only post my resin items, just the little pieces of hemp in there. What and if you put the thing in there? Like I'm not not for sale. I do it every time. I've been and it's still flagged. flagging you. People are reporting. I don't know what's going yeah. on. I already so. said I was nervous because like they could just shut down cannabis pages at any time. <clears throat> yep. So I'm just only posting, you know, the cacti. Only posting these. There are a few that somebody's wearing and they're way far in the back distance, so it didn't kick an algorithm off or whatnot. So right. I keep those up. What about stories? They get taken down all the time. Stay woke, guys. Okay, so wife and mom of two. Uh-huh. Okay, what do we got? Boys, girls? I have a um, 13-year-old boy and a 6-year-old little girl. Okay, so how's having a teenager? <laughs> My son is a really good kid. Um, the worst thing he does is try to sit all night on video games. He's a straight-A student. Uh, he's in advanced uh, math classes, um, so he's just a, an amazing kid. He's not like a dorky kid either. You know, you think of the kids that get good grades. He's got the long straight hair, and he's a he's a good looking kid. <laughs> that was me because I was always in like the gifted and talented programs, yeah. and then, but I wasn't like a complete nerd. But I was like, I'm right. still cool, kind of, you were the cool I'm nerd, still kind of a nerd, yeah, but like the, cool, <laughs> the hip nerd. <laughs> So what do you think is the hardest part about um, being a mom and then also being a mom in the cannabis industry? Do you have good support? I'm sure you, you find. Um, well, I medicate outside away from my children. Um, my children um, are grown up knowing that it is a medicine. It's what it is. That's what they refer to it as. They don't refer to it as, oh, my mom smokes weed. My mom smokes pot or anything like that. You know, my mom takes her medicine. Right. She goes outside. It helps her, you know. Um, I also don't entirely hide it, but it's not like I do it right in front of them. I just don't want it to be something that's... If I'm hiding it, then I'm doing something wrong. You know what I mean? Right. And I'm not doing anything wrong. Um... Okay, so um, when your kids grow up, mm -hmm. like what age can they start smoking cannabis? Do you have like a 18 or like, you know, like 
because I was smoking blunts with my dad at like 16. Like. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, I would. I don't think I would smoke with my child until they were over the age of 18. I don't think I would punish my child for wanting to smoke. We've had open conversations about it, and he really honestly doesn't have any interest. Right. He knows that it, I use it for medicinal, and you know, he knows that I don't drink. I don't, you know, do any other drug. So. So can we normalize moms having to take a smoke break? Like, just like moms I have. have to take wine breaks. Like, we okay, well, I need to go smoke. I'll be right back. <laughs> well, they know that, like, um, my daughter, um, if there's a hemp um, event or, like, a pop-up farmer's market, like a hemp, you know, like, they have little events. My daughters come with me to vend my product. She's the cutest little kid saying, you want to know, Jewel? Oh, she was five, <laughs> you know, but there's nothing illegal about my product. It's just, it, yes, it represents cannabis, but again, and they're going to grow up not in the war on drugs. They're going to grow up to our generation who wasn't, who was a, you know, victim of the war on drugs, right. keeping medicine and keeping, you know, I think that's a lot of the problem. What's wrong with, you know, people is that we had have an endocannabinoid system and so many generations were depleted of it you know less think of your parents your parents parents you know if they didn't smoke because it was illegal you know right it's crazy how it's been criminalized mm -hmm. all right can you do a drop for me like a um Hey, it's Stephanie from Nug Jewels. Make sure you subscribe to Faded Truth Podcast. That's it. Something like that. Just take your time. I'm going to edit everything. <laughs> Don't feel no pressure. Hey, guys, it's Steph with Nug Jewels. Why don't you make sure you're following Faded Truth Podcast? <laughs> <laughs> you're going to edit that, right? <laughs> subscribe to Faded subscribe. Truth. <laughs> subscribe. Subscribe. <laughs> Faded Truth Podcast. <laughs> dun, dun, dun. That's definitely going in the teaser. <laughs> Just crap up my double chin. <laughs> uh, well, I appreciate you being here, Stephanie. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for having me. Did you have me. a good time? This whole trip's been a wonderful time. Vegas is in my heart for sure. It's been amazing. Um, I appreciate you sharing your story. It's crazy how you don't realize how much in you have in common with people until you talk to them, you know? And mm -hmm. so I just love learning about people and their journeys and how they got there because, like, no successful people, like, have an easy story, you know? It's like everyone's got some shit, and that's why they're successful because something happened that drove them to be like, I don't want to be like this. I want to be like this, right? Mm -hmm. So. Absolutely. Cheers to us bad bitches. Yeah. In cannabis. <laughs> Yes, breaking stigmas, educating, mm -hmm. having the straight eight students, and going. having a business. Yeah, come on, making money I'm off super what you love. I'm excited for the New York studio. And we're also going to offer um, resin classes down there. So if somebody did want to learn about epoxy resin and wanted to do it in a private space and teach one on one. Nice. I'll be there. <laughs> Come down anytime. <laughs> All right. Well, until next time, guys. Peace.
I'm not here to teach you lessons, but this is pure expression and it's out the lines. I hope you find the message. I hope you find the peace within yourself that you've been searching for. I see the tears behind your eyes cause I've been hurt before. I see the truth behind your smile because I smile too. I know you lying, say you fine cause that's what I would do. I know your cause because you got the hand that I was dealt. I know you suffer and your pride won't let you cry for help. I'm not here to teach you lessons, but I've been through depression and inside the lines I hope you find perspective. I learned that happiness is always there inside of you So being happy isn't something that you try to do When we release the things we love, they won't be gone for long It's the fear they won't come back that keeps us holding on I learned the trick that being happy comes from letting go Because depression is not having what you want the most One who abandons desire attains nirvana Which is supreme peace, liberation Nirvana means in Sanskrit, blow out. The opposite, desire, is to breathe in. Now if you breathe in and hold it, you lose your breath. But if you breathe out, it comes back to you.